Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there, and welcome to School of Sellers. I am so happy to have you with us here today. And today our topic is all about the mistakes that I have made in my own business, what I have learned from them, and how I would do something totally different if I could rewind time and go back to square one. Wouldn't that be nice? Now, I've made it perfectly clear here that I am not perfect. I am not an expert in Facebook. I'm not an expert in Pinterest or anything social media related. I'm not a blog guru or anything like that. I am simply a teacher seller who has made mistakes along the way and love sharing what I've learned in the process. I hope this episode serves as one of these things for you. For sellers who are just getting started or newer to the teacher-seller world, I hope this serves as a cautionary tale for you, and I hope you really heed these warnings and fix anything you might be doing similarly right now so that you don't find yourself in the same position that I did years later trying to fix all these mistakes you made in the very beginning. Maybe you're a seasoned seller who's been doing this for a few years or even more, and I hope from this episode you can realize that you are not alone. Hopefully this makes you laugh because you're thinking, oh, me too. Gosh, I would have loved to go back and change that. And if you've been around the block since day one in this TPT world, I hope you know that you are not alone. And regardless of where you are in your TPT journey right now, the biggest thing is that it is never too late to change the way you do things. Okay, mistake number one, and this one is almost painful for me to say out loud, not taking my blog more seriously to begin with. Now, I feel like if there was a common headstone inscription for all TPTers years down the road, it could be, here lies so-and-so, she should have blogged more, and she should have blogged better. If you can relate then you will know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that since I started my business, I did not pay my blog the attention it deserved. I had a blog, which I suppose was a good starting point, but the way I used it was doing nothing for my business. And honestly, this is still something I'm learning and something that I am improving every single day in my business. Now, I had a blog and I wrote Post. I was around in the days of the linky parties, if you remember those. My blog posts weren't always the next New York Times bestseller by any means, but I did blog and I did have entries, but I didn't share my blog. Maybe I posted it one time on Facebook and said, hey, I wrote a blog, but that was literally it. It took me years to realize that once I wrote a blog post, I had to share it everywhere. I had to share it on Pinterest. I have to share it on Facebook. I have to share it on Instagram. And guess what? I have to share it with my email list. And then I have to go back and do it all again. You don't just share your blog post one time. You have to keep reminding people that it's there and that there's value to be had from it. So my poor little blog was doing work, but I wasn't doing work for my blog. So make sure that if you have a blog that you are sharing the crap out of it, 
anywhere you possibly can. Because why is it worth our time if we're not sharing it? Nobody is going to magically stumble upon our blog. That's just the truth of things. We have to make sure we get it out there. Also, you need to make sure that you are giving traffic to places beyond TPT. Of course, it's great to send traffic to your store. That's how people find your products and buy things. But the truth is, is that we don't know where TPT is going to be in five years, 10 years, or even one year. We need to make sure that we have a site that belongs to us and we are sending traffic to it now. We need to build an audience on our own site as well as TBT. So you need to start thinking of your blog, not only as a blog, but your website. It belongs to you, just like your email list does. And you need to give it a little bit more attention because it is such an important piece of your business, even if it's not treated like one. And I've been there. So if you are thinking, oh, gosh, I really need to do that. It's okay. It's not too late. Just make sure you are more cognizant of where you are sending your traffic how you are sharing your blogs, where you are sharing your blogs, and so on. Another mistake I made with my blog is worrying too much about what my blog looked like. I was so hung up on the color scheme and the templates all the time. And the truth is, is that your blog is way more than just a pretty face. The content matters so much more. And when it comes down to it, if you have something important to say, people are going to care more about that than the way your blog looks. One tiny little detail as well that I wish I would have done since the beginning is I wish I would have started with WordPress. For some reason, spending years on Blogger seemed important to me and the move to WordPress seemed so scary. And I can't tell you how much I love WordPress now. I think it is so user-friendly. There are so many options. Google can solve pretty much any problem you have these days. So if you are currently not on WordPress, I cannot stress enough how much I think you will love moving from Blogger to WordPress. And you can hire someone for the whole process of migrating over. You don't have to be a tech wizard in order to do that. And I think you will be very, very pleased. The second big mistake I made, and this is a big, big one, and one that I probably have not fully come full circle with yet. I'm still battling this from time to time, is caring too much about other people, specifically other sellers. And there's two parts to this mistake. Part one is that I spent way too much time paying attention and getting caught up in the trends that would surface on TBT every now and again. And you know what I'm talking about, right? We had the great Chevron craze of what, 2011? I don't know, 2012. It was here for way too long, though. That's all I can tell you. Where everything and anything you posted had a Chevron pattern. And that included things like product covers, your product previews, the backgrounds of your products, everything was Chevron. And I know that's not the only bad trend we've had, but it's a good example because I know a lot of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, the problem with paying too much attention to what other people were doing was that after a while, just like all other trends in our lives, it was gone and it was no longer cute. It was no longer something people wanted. And guess what you do? You spend way too much time going back and fixing all of those products and previews and images that have the gosh darn Chevron on it, or whatever trend it was that you got caught up in. Chevron took literal years off my life because I had to spend so much time getting rid of it. 
It's kind of like home trends when you're decorating your home. We have the shiplap, we have the farmhouse decor, we have the grays and the whites. And don't get me wrong, I love all of those things. And I even have some in my own house. But if you were to jump on board every single home decorating trend that ever happened in the history of home decorating, you would be in big trouble because your house would be a revolving door of trends and you wouldn't be able to even keep up with changing those trends. And your TPT store and your TPT products are exactly like that. You can't jump on every single trend because it's super impossible to keep up with. And most importantly, it's impossible to stand out when you are doing what every other person is doing. And I'll be the first to say, like, I love cute fonts. I can't get enough of all of the cute fonts on TPT, but I do not use them in my products. It pains me sometimes because I love them so much, but I have two problems with that. One, I don't want to blend in with everybody else on Teachers Pay Teachers. And two, I don't want to have to go back and change those fonts once that no longer becomes what people want design-wise. So if you are someone who is very easily swayed by the trendy fonts and the trendy designs and colors, I get it, but try your best to stay away from those. I know it's tempting. And if you have to follow it, do it on your own time. Something I've started to do is if I design something like, for example, I was making a chore chart for my son the other day. And that is when I am like all about the cute fonts and the colors, everything I want to use in my products that I just can't bring myself to do on TPT. I do it anytime I make something for personal reasons. So that's kind of like a good outlet for trendy stuff if you are someone who struggles with that like I do. The second part of caring too much about what other people are doing, and this is kind of personal, something I'm sharing with you today, is that for a while I was really hung up on what other sellers were creating. I was really worried about how well other sellers were doing compared to me you were around when we got the rankings every week, that was, oh my gosh, I loved it and I hated it all at the same time because a good ranking would make my week. But on the flip side, not being in the rankings or dropping a ranking would devastate me. And saying that out loud now seems so outrageous. But I was spending so much of my mental energy on how other people were doing compared to me that I'm sure I wasted a lot of creative energy that I could have used on my products. It's only natural to worry and care about what other people are doing in their business because it's competition. They don't call it competition for nothing. But the biggest lesson I've learned in this process is that the only numbers you should compare your numbers to are your own. If you are growing compared to how you did in the past, and if you are making progress compared to your numbers from the past, that's all that matters. What other people are doing is none of your business, and it means nothing. So if you are the type of person to Google things like, what's a good open rate for emails, or you were really into the rankings to see where other people stood, then you could benefit from comparing your own journey to your own journey, and that is it. It is so freeing and such a relief to finally realize that it truly, truly, truly does not matter what other people are doing. Now, the other part that really got to me was when I would come across a product that was eerily similar to my own, and I knew deep down in my heart that someone had copied my product. 
And it luckily has never happened where there was a product that was word for word and a spitting image, like a carbon copy of my product. But there were a couple times when a product line I had spent so much time on was duplicated by another seller. And that really bothered me. It hurt me on a lot of levels. I was worried, first of all, that my product wouldn't sell as well now that there was an almost exact replicate out there. It worried me that it was a bigger seller than me because she has a larger following. And it just pissed me off that someone would copy my products. Now, again, saying that out loud now, I feel very petty and silly, but I spent so much time worrying about this phenomenon, right? And in reality, I should have moved on and done what I did best, which is creating products and sticking to my own business and worrying about myself. So I know it's a really hard thing to get past if someone copies you or if you see someone doing something that you think is better and you're comparing yourself, then you need to get out of those unhealthy habits and just worry about yourself. Something that really helped for me was to use that magical little unfollow button on social media. If there was somebody that I came across on social media and I got that, just that icky feeling anytime I noticed them in my feed, because of one of the reasons I talked about, I simply unfollow them. It doesn't mean I don't like them as a person necessarily. It doesn't mean that I have any ill will, unless you copied me. That's another story. No, I'm just kidding. But unfollowing people on social media was the healthiest thing that I could have possibly done for my business and my mental health, to be honest. I don't know about you, but the time I spend on social media is often at the end of the day when I'm looking for a break from work. And when we take breaks, these are meant to be relaxing and pleasant experiences. So if you scroll through social media for a break and it is not pleasant and not relaxing, then you need to take a better look at who you're following and what you're seeing on your feed. It's basically like taking a cold bath. Would you ever do that? No, because that wouldn't be relaxing. It would be painful and uncomfortable and just downright miserable. So if that's how you feel when you're on social media, I suggest taking a good, long, hard look and using that unfollow button because it'll work wonders. I promise. The next mistake I made that I wish I could have reversed that I've also been paying for even to this day is my lack of organization when it comes to all my files that I have on my computer. I wish I would have had a better system for naming my files. It was kind of like I just took all of my products and shook them around in a hat and dumped them on my desktop. There was really no rhyme or reason to how I was storing my things. So I wish I would have had a better system from day one that I would have stuck with. But I think I was just so excited about TBT in general that I kind of glossed over the important details. I actually counted one time while I searched. I have a morning meeting product, and I kid you not, I was so bad at naming my products that I had like over 200 morning meeting files on my computer, all these different versions that I have revised over and over again. And I had over 200 products with morning meeting in the title. Like that is terrible. So make sure you get rid of old versions. Make sure you have a good system for naming. Once you have a good system for naming and organizing, It'll be easier to share things with a VA if you are in the position to hire a virtual assistant, and it will be easier to find your photos and find your clip art and find the files that you need. So I'm not going to tell you about my file organization because it's a very personal preference. I've learned by talking to people that 
the way you organize things is totally based on your own personal preferences, but make sure you use a system and you stick to it, no matter how silly it might seem. Make sure you're consistent. The time you spend looking for that one photo or that one image to use in a product or on social media often adds up to hours a month. I'm not even kidding. So make sure you know where to find your things and what you have named them, and you will be a much happier teacher seller. The next mistake that I made was not spending enough time on my initial branding of my business. I was all over the place, you guys. It is laughable the things I went through in terms of branding. And I use the term branding here very loosely because I basically just decided to change my blog name and appearance every year or so. And that was the extent of my branding. I never once took it seriously in terms of naming my business, sticking with a color scheme, sticking with the same fonts. And just like the Chevron and all the other trends, it wasted a lot of my time because every time I quote unquote rebranded, I had to go back and change a lot of products and a lot of things that represented my business. And it was for absolutely nothing. This next thought might seem a little bit like tough love, but rebranding oftentimes translates into, I want to feel productive without actually doing much. And I'm guilty of this. I've decided many times I'm going to rebrand because maybe it'll make me blog more or maybe it'll make me start blogging in the first place. Spoiler alert, nobody in the history of ever has started blogging more because they have rebranded. It's a nice thought at the time, but to start blogging more, you simply need to start blogging more. So if you are somebody who is thinking about rebranding, think about it seriously. And if it's something you really need to do, great. And if you are going to do it, take time to pick fonts and colors and names and everything else that will stick so you're not changing it two years later. I think my biggest piece of advice for rebranding is to keep it timeless and classic. You don't want to stick to the trends like we talked about before, and you want it to be something that you will be happy with in a couple years, not just for the next six months. Last but not least, one of the biggest mistakes I've made in my business is spending too much time on the things I want to do versus the things that I need to do. A couple episodes back, we talked about the priority plan where we weed out our to-do list to really narrow down the things that have to be done and should be done and the things that really don't need to be done. Basically, things that matter and things that don't matter. I always, in the beginning of my business, always attacked the fun things first, right? I always wanted to do like looking for clip art. I would spend way too much time on that. I would do all the fun tasks first and nothing important got done in the long run because I was so focused on the things that I wanted to do that I wasn't spending time on the things that you needed to do. So if you are somebody who is guilty of this, I recommend going back and listening to the episode about the priority plan because this will really help you put things in perspective when it comes down to what needs to be done and what does not need to be done. You're probably left feeling like you are guilty of some of these mistakes. And if you are, that's fine. Mistakes are made to be learned from. I have created a TPT seller report card. And it's kind of a little quiz that you can take to see what you may need to improve, what you're doing well on, and things that you can continue doing the way you're doing or things that you might need to underhaul in your business. 
you might know right away what you need to work on. But if you are someone who wants to give your business a little checkup per se, you can go to erinmwaters.com slash business report card and you can download the report card for your business and kind of see what your next step is going to be in your teacher seller business. You can also go to erinmwaters.com slash podcast where I keep all of my show notes from every single episode. You can find links that I've mentioned, products that I've mentioned, and all of that fun stuff. As always, thank you so much for joining me here at School of Sellers. I hope to see you again next week. And action.